Hello, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of the Good Ones podcast. I'm your host, Zach Lara, and today I'm joined by Akalani's juniors, Riley Daggs and Jackson Martin. Hello, uh, I'm Jackson Martin, and I have no credentials. Hello, I'm Riley. And today we'll be bringing you more good ways to be successful. So obviously we're experiencing an unprecedented time in our country. We have all sorts of crazy stuff happening within our government and even within our communities. So we're definitely going to be touching on that and specifically the political impact of social media. But this episode's main focus is the spreading of misinformation in general. So I want to turn it to you guys and we can kind of discuss from there. So as you guys are on different social media platforms, what sort of obvious risk do you see with social media and the potential spreading of false information? Um, well, how social media platforms are designed, um, they're designed around inspiring emotions. Um, because emotions is what gets the users connected and engaged with the platform. So the way you're going to see people inspiring emotions is either trying to hit the negative emotions or, ne or positive emotions. And, and they do that by trying to push these buttons of the user. So it's like, it's easy, it's easy grabs for emotions. Yeah, I think that's what like drives a lot of people. Like emotions are super powerful and the people that know how to use your emotions are the people that are spreading this false information for whatever like gain they might want. If you get people's emotions under control, then you kind of have control over their beliefs and influence over what they're going to do about whatever you're trying to say. Yeah, I think it's all about um, getting a rise, or not necessarily a rise, getting a reaction out of somebody, like what Jackson was saying. Um, I think that's what the goal of getting your attention on social media is. Yeah, and I, it's it's kind of surrounding this like outrage culture that we've seen in the past couple of years, right? Um, where people get swung very easily, uh, just because it's kind of like a mob mentality kind of thing, um, where people just go with uh, without really thinking about what they're doing. You know those uh, Instagram stories, like people will post these activism posts. Uh, there was one a few days ago about like the word Trump being carved onto some like animal carcass. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, those are like, that's a prime example of what Jackson was talking about. And those are all over the place. Like I, I completely support like the intent behind sharing stuff like that. But just think about how easily some fake news conspiracy theory can make it onto those like Instagram story headlines, you know? And as soon as a post is made on someone's story, it's basically like everywhere. Yeah, um, I've seen people post on uh, on Instagram or Snapchat something on their stories. It'll be like, screenshot this and repost this. If you don't, you support like yeah, that's animal exactly torture what I'm or something. About. It's yeah, like yeah. It makes no sense. It's not grounded at all, and um, it, it's just it's like peer pressure. But right, um, like people just yeah. do it to fit in. Once enough people start posting it, like or I think how it works is like they get it off these source pages of like they have a bunch of different post petitions whatever and then someone will post that on their story then their friend will and then their friends and so on and then you have people just doing it to fit in but like really the only person that knows the source and knows whether or not it's creditable or even, they may not even know if it's credible is the initial person that posts that so then everyone else isn't really checking to see if that those facts are true they're just kind of following the bandwagon and then you see like if something untrue like some fake news gets on there some conspiracy then it's super dangerous because they influence people's beliefs 
I know uh, you guys were talking about sort of the social media flood of um, information. I wanted to say something about that real quick. Um, noticing how saturated people like our grade Instagram is with uh, support towards civil rights, animal rights, and what you were talking about, Zach, um, animal brutality, if that's the correct word. It's, it's awesome to see how many people support that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, I feel like it's lost a little bit of its weight personally, just with the thing that Jackson was talking about that said, if you don't post this, you're a, you're not a supporter of the black lives matter movement. It's like, well, not exactly. It's, um, personally, I'm a huge supporter of the black lives matter movement, but I, I don't do a lot of posting on that just cause yeah, you just, I, I don't. It's not the right platform for me to voice my political opinions. Yeah, yeah. you just really need to know where the source is coming from, what you're talking about, and like really understand what you're putting out there and like what you're basically telling other people to share. I think that's super important. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to add. Um, and in doing those things, like saying if you don't post this, then you're not whatever. It's ungrounded, but it also kind of alienates maybe moderates, uh, which is I mean it's never a good idea. Because if you're saying, um, if you don't do this, then you hate this, it's, it, it puts you in a box, puts you in a category of the enemy. So it's, yeah. it says, if you're maybe on the edge and you don't fully support this, then you're, you're our enemy. And that's, that's not the way you win. That's not the way you win causes. Yeah, for sure. And I think we can start to trace like the dangers of um, these social media posts kind of back to what happened on Capitol Hill last week where, the, uh, well, obviously, I think most of you know who are watching or listening, basically these extremists, the right extremist groups and, and Trump supporters um, raided Capitol Hill. They got inside of the Capitol building and it was a huge just political riot that was completely just insane. You know, like not only did Trump himself like organize a massive media on social media for this to happen, but social media kind of gives extremist groups like the platform to organize an attack like this or recruit followers or spread this information and you see groups like QAnon uh, who believe that our government is run by Satan worshipping child eating pedophilic like sex traffickers and that Trump is their only savior and it's ridiculous but they just like vacuum it up because they eat and breathe these social media rabbit holes that they fall into where all they see are just people like them and conspiracies and so they have this like false sense of majority even and this sense of correctedness. And then that they all band together, on, you know, you saw on Capitol Hill and they're surrounded by all people like them. So they think that they're in the right. And I think that social media is like a main cause of that. There's also a lot of danger surrounding uh, that event in terms of the reaction to it. Um, some people were saying, oh, this is Antifa trying to make Trump supporters look bad, which is like, well... That would make sense, but that's totally not real and is just sort of something that I think can pose a huge problem to groups that aren't involved in it and people that aren't involved in it. And I think personally, the other danger could be something along the lines of what you were talking about, Zach, um, how you can organize people so easily and so quickly to get something like that to happen, requiring almost... Uh, no time ahead for people to see it coming. You know, I think that's also another one of the dangerous parts. 
Yeah, I mean, social media just gives you it's like a huge platform to just voice whatever you want to say, pretty much, and it's guaranteed that a bunch of people are going to see it. And especially if you encourage people to to share it, all of a sudden it's everywhere, like you were saying. Yeah, I think a lot of this just boils down to um, mob mentality and just uh, humans' need for a tribe. Um, and what I mean, once you get sucked down that rabbit hole, it's it's very hard to come back out. And I think we've all seen uh, the social dilemma documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and your social media feeds will keep suggesting content that will get you further and further radical radicalized, just because that's how the way the algorithm works. Mm-hmm. And and it'll, and it'll and it makes people, it puts people's people's into groups, and and those groups become very powerful because of social media. Right, and it's so easy for someone without the a base to kind of disprove the stuff that they're seeing. Uh, to just kind of fall into these rabbit holes like you'll search i don't know like biden eats children or something just like a joke Uh, and then you start digging into the the search results and then more related materials come up more related people and then you're sucked into this rabbit hole of people that believe that biden eats children and then that's like all you see all of a sudden and you see these like crazy far right or even like far left conspiracies um, or even just stuff not related to politics at all depending on like where you go Um, and then you just start to believe what you're seeing so that and that's how you get like groups like QAnon and just all these like crazy conspiracy groups and people. So we can like kind of talk about the role of truth in the media and like the importance of truth. Social media platforms and and even like media organizations have some degree of responsibility to promote truth. And obviously some more than others, like news networks, which is like a main source of people's information. So do you guys think it's easy to find truth? And where do you look for honest information? Well, um, obviously humans have a whole uh, host of biases that um, that most people probably are not entirely aware of. And um, I think the first step to finding truth is to uh, be aware of your biases, be aware of what information you're consuming. Um, I think that the best way to, there's no, there's not going to be any source that's completely, completely unbiased. You, you have to play devil's advocate, even if that argument makes no sense. And you just ha- you just have to be open-minded, I guess. I also think another part of it is like Zach, you were saying, going to trusted news sources, even though some of them are biased, I think things like even if they're more liberal or conservative, major newscasters um, definitely deliver facts more often than not. Um, And they build up a reputation and stuff, you know, like they're not going to deliver truth for 50 years and then claim all of a sudden that Antifa staged these riots. I think reputation is a big part of it for the newscasters. And, you know, the more people, the more audience that they have, the more, responsibility they have to promote yeah, truth yeah. and and the more people will trust them so i think that's really important just to have like just like even just one place you can go where you know you can find honest news that you can trust i think that it's um more of the consumer's responsibility to uh push the media towards more honest news because right now what sells is outrage and emotions as we were just talking about earlier and if people educate themselves, learn about their their emotions, learn about their own feelings and opinions towards things. Um, we can try to start uh, building reputable news sources um, 
because of how we see them instead of what sells to us. Yeah, totally. Within like social media companies, uh, they how they uh, process truth and like make sure that the information that people are seeing is reliable. It, you see, like almost all major new social media platforms block Trump, like just either banned his account or restricted him or whatever, just to like prevent these things that he was saying, these crazy like claims that were untrue and getting people to defend him and causing all sorts of chaos. And then you see like Twitter flags tweets for misinformation, which is, I think that was a, that's a good move on their part to just make sure that it's right there. Like if someone says something crazy, they flag it and you know that it's not true. Definitely. Um, and then there was also this thing. I don't know. I, I heard this from somebody, but Trump was talking about having his own news network. So I think that is super dangerous because then like news networks are, are like I said, like places where you go for information. So if he's making one and just kind of saying what he wants and has full control uh, over over the media, then he kind of has full control over the people's beliefs. And he'll just kind of take this pocket of America that he's already building within his supporters and just cause huge problems for everyone else. Yeah, and that's scary because a lot of those people are already, uh, as we've seen the capital raids, a lot of those people are already people who have fallen down that rabbit hole. So um, they're definitely prone to become uh, more radicalized and uh, not less. So I guess we can end with like, how, how can students be more careful in the, in getting their information and finding the truth in media and being careful with social media? Well, I kind of said this earlier, but uh, I think it all boils down to awareness, awareness of who you are, because at every time you see something or uh, you read an article, news headline, your initial reaction is, uh, is, isn't for the reason part of your brain to to trigger it's the emotion part of your brain um so if we could just just wait and calm down no matter what our reaction is and and wait until we can think clearly and 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 really process what we're being told uh Mm -hmm. i think that'd be huge for people to uh purify the information that they've been getting i think what you said about purifying information is super valid although it would be difficult you know trying to boil down the information to only truth. I, I wish that would happen, but um, I would say to anybody who's looking for news <laughs> to kind of like, they're looking for truth, I would recommend going to the news. They're looking for more biased opinions. I would say like Twitter and stuff, you know, I think, uh, <laughs> Twitter is a good place for that. Yeah, Twitter is uh, probably not the number one reliable news source. Well, it's good in that it's a free space where people can voice their opinions and have conversations. Yeah, but it's also kind of a, um, it's very prone to witch hunts. Yeah, and like radical groups and stuff, like we were talking about earlier. All right, so, um, and then also just to kind of wrap this up, as a student, you can be more careful um, by just, watching what you post and being careful what you believe and say on social media because we all do have a lot of power whether you realize it or not in what we say and the voice we have on social media so you want to make sure that you understand the full context implications and consequences of anything that you choose to share with others especially uh, when it comes to social media activism and sharing the right message with your peers
All right. Well, that's about all we have for today. So uh, thank you all so much for listening. I uh, hope you all enjoyed. Do you guys want to say goodbye? Thank you, everybody. That was fun. Thank you, Zach. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll see you all later, and uh, have a good one. You like that? I made that up yeah, just now. Good.